Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. A podcast looking back into the Jewish roots of our faith. For the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. I'm Heather. And I'm Jonathan. And we are your co-hosts. This podcast is part of the Youth Cartel Podcast Network. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. I've got special guest Jen Bradbury on the show with me today. Jen is an avid hiker and backpacker. Before kids, avid hiker, which I think we were all something avid before we had kids because Lord knows that once you have kids, you just carry around different kinds of backpacks, like backpacks with diapers, backpacks with school supplies, backpacks with all the things that they need for that one hour trip that you're having to that place that you're going, right? <laughs> Spoken as someone who knows that reality, Heather. <laughs> I know the, the deal is. For, all, for those of you listening who do not have children yet, listen to the wisdom of Jen and I and prepare yourself for backpacks someday, okay? <laughs> and so um, we are uh, super happy to have Jen on the show today. She is a longtime youth ministry veteran, been in the game for 20 plus years, and currently works on staff with the Fuller Youth Institute and writes some books uh, for them too. And recently, she, along with Brad Griffin and Kara Powell, wrote a book called Faith Beyond Youth Group. Five Ways to Form Character and Cultivate Lifelong Discipleship. So I had the opportunity to kind of preview this book as the book is just getting out there, I believe, when this episode airs. Um, and we, we kind of wanted to give you guys a little bit of a taste of that book and wet your whistle for maybe wanting to check it out yourself. And so, but Jen, first, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Heather. It is such a pleasure yes. to talk with you. Yeah, you betcha. Yeah, we're glad that you were able to, to make it on today. So um, in uh, as I was reading your book in one of the chapters, and it talks about obviously five ways to cultivate character, and the book just kind of explores this reality of, you know, kids who are kind of coming into the youth group. I remember reading a quote in the book of how it talked about a study that was done that showed that although... Um, something along the lines of youth group is showing that it's giving kids a little bit more purpose in life, et cetera, et cetera, that it doesn't actually show that it's actually retaining faith after graduation. That's something like 40 to 50% of students are still kind of having doubts or leaving their faith to some degree post-graduation, which is actually pretty alarming if you think about it. And so um, this book really challenges the youth ministry community to look at developing character as a way to formulate long-term faith, which is actually, you know, it's funny for somebody like myself who likes to combine the world of the first century and the 21st century through understanding Jesus from within his Jewish context, because much of what this book talks about is things that was true of Jesus and his ministry in the first century. And one of the um, things that you and the other authors pointed out was this importance of modeling growth. And so I liked what you all wrote here uh, in one of the pages here on in my, my book, here, it's page 94. It says, um, while it can be tempting for faith leaders to follow the trends and build platforms, and believe me, we feel those pressures with you. It's dangerous to prioritize influence, followers, and reach over ministry to people actually in front of us, the ones who see how we really live. And, uh, you know, it's I love this quote because it made me think uh, immediately of how Jesus and um, his first century world, when it came to following a rabbi, you wanted to know what the rabbi knew. You wanted to become who the rabbi was. Ray Vanderland says, you didn't want to just know what the rabbi knew. You wanted to become 
who he was. And so it was this overwhelming, consuming passion, not to just know what the rabbi knew, but put to, put, but to become who they were. And so it, it kind of made me think of how, uh, at least on my own personal growth journey of how I've kind of, I started out as this youth ministry wanting want to be superstar to somebody who really transitioned to this type of person who, hmm, would people want to be around me? Would people want to be like the Jesus that lives inside of me? And so, yeah, so let's, let's maybe have a conversation about that important reality as we look at our own character growth and the importance of that when it comes to serving young people. Yeah, I love and appreciate that so much, Heather. Um, as you were talking about Ray's quote there, like I thought about this image of I've heard people talk about you wanted to be so close to the rabbi that you got the dust off their feet, right? Yes, uh, yeah. What is what does that mean for us as we mm-hmm. seek to imitate Jesus so that other people yeah. can imitate the one that we follow? Uh, And what we found in this research was that um, young people, you know, they don't always have this picture of what success looks like, but every Mm -hmm. young person knows what it means to fail. And so part of this modeling growth is our willingness as Christ followers to actually say, like, here are the places that I am really struggling to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. And here are the ways that I screwed up today, whether it's as a parent or in my work or in my marriage, or I cut that guy off on the road, like whatever that is. Mm -hmm. But to be Mm -hmm. able to talk about those failure experiences and Mm -hmm. what we learned from them, and also how did we repair them? Because so many of those experiences are relational, right? And what we see Mm -hmm. when we look at Jesus in the New Testament uh, is that people people followed him everywhere they everywhere he went, right? And they learned from him not just by what he taught, but by what he did. Uh, and sure. so that life on life reality that we always talk about in ministry, and again extending it into the not so shiny moments that we have as yeah. as humans. Sure, yeah, it kind of harkens back to this first century reality of how the rabbis and disciples had this, and just the Jewish community in general, had this strong focus on doing life together. You know, families lived in what were called insulas, which were these homes that were um, just continually had another room built on them, right? And you just lived in this community. You were always living in strong community with people where uh, I I remember reading a Lois Taverberg quote one time that talked about how, you know, the, when the disciples followed the rabbi, uh, they went to them uh, with them to the market. They went with them, you know, essentially on their all of their daily rounds of just simple, basic things that anybody would do. And um, I remember my mentor once telling me that uh, that some disciples once followed their rabbi into the bathroom because they thought maybe he would say a special blessing uh, when he was using the restroom, and they wanted to know what was that rabbi going to do. And you know, again, you're so right when we uh, when we go about our daily life. That is our greatest ministry opportunities to show young people what character is really like. I remember this was a few years ago. I was uh, getting ice cream with some teens and I'm a sweet potato fry girl. Okay. I love me some sweet potato fries, like the waffle cut ones. Okay. Love it. And um, so like there's this family of like 
87 million people in front of us, I swear. It was only like a family of four, but it felt like a long line family, right? And so they're just ordering all this stuff and like, we're waiting, we're waiting. And the grill closed at like 7 p.m., okay? And I get up to the window and it's like 6.58, okay? And I'm like, I would like some sweet potato fries. And they're like, oh, our grill is closed. And I was like, and then that part of like angry, like unrighteous side of me wanted to be like, no, it is 6.58. And then the Holy Spirit was like, there are teenagers all around you shut your mouth and just not have your sweet potato fries. And then I just said, okay. And when we sat down, the girls brought that up. They're like, oh, we didn't have the sweet potato fries and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's okay. And you know, like, but like little things like that, right. When, oh my gosh, when we're just yeah. doing little bitty things have such a tremendous potential impact. Right. Yeah, absolutely, Heather. And, you know, you said the name of the book, which is Faith Beyond Youth Group. And part of this modeling mm-hmm. growth piece is that we want kids to see that who we are on Sunday is the same as who we are on Tuesday and Thursday uh, and the rest mm-hmm. of the week. Uh, and so, yeah. you know, I'm often asked as a parent, just like, how do I make time for the kids in my ministry? And my answer is you bring them along on the things yes. that you've got to do anyway, right? And yeah, so that's great. I'm taking kids grocery shopping with me mm-hmm. out in ice cream mm-hmm. on family dinners. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's another mm-hmm. person there. Um, but it's all of what you're saying of when they see you out in the real world and see you in experiences that don't necessarily go as you wanted them to or imagined that they would. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the examples that I think about in my own ministry, so for a long, long time, my husband, so in the pre-kid phase, to go back to that, my husband would come with me on mission trips. Um, And there was one year where we were in Boonville, Arkansas, uh, and we actually celebrated our anniversary in the middle of this mission trip. And like the next Mm. day had a pretty massive fight. And like the kids saw fight right and um, it was on a work site like things were not going well we were both exhausted all the things um, and I yeah. felt like I can still remember just feeling awful about it afterwards uh, but what ended up happening is that the kids also saw us make up like they saw us mm. make it right with each other yeah. uh, and afterwards and this was more than a decade ago uh, but I still mm. have kids from that trip who will make mm. the comment of I had never actually seen a married couple reconcile after a fight like I've seen my parents yeah. fight constantly but I never see them make up yeah. even though I know they do sure. right uh, and sure. so that's part of the modeling growth, too, mm. is, again, yeah. letting people into the imperfect parts of your life. Yeah, which is all over the place, right? Because we're no superstar. We're just trying to follow Jesus the best that we can. Okay, so if I'm a youth leader listening, uh, you know, and I and I know that maybe I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And, and I can relate with that. I can definitely say... In my younger 20s, I was not where I needed to be when it came to my character growth. But I desperately wanted to get there. And part of me didn't really know how to get there. But I kind of looked at the people around me who I felt were there. And I thought, well, maybe I, I'll just try to do what they do. right? And um, But still, it was a little bit foggy for me. And so what, what are kind of some key components that you can share with our, with our audience to start focusing on today that would help them become a person who models character in a way that's transformative to the young people that they minister to. 
Yeah, great question, Heather. So I think there's a couple first steps. Um, So one is to pay attention, (laughs) pay attention to yourself, pay attention to the kids. Uh, And I, I don't say that lightly, right? Like sometimes I think that we sort of brush off that as like, but I want the real step. Uh, And being intentional is actually the real step. And so here's what I mean by that. There's almost this self-assessment that you have to do with what are people who see me learning about Jesus from the way I'm living, right? And to take Mm. stock of, if you honestly look at that, what are they going to see? And it's not just about some of those first things that we think about. Like one of the things I often hear youth leaders say is, well, it's not like I go to church and I swear, Um, And like, that's great. We're glad that you don't do that. Right. But there are other elements of character that are a piece of this. So are kids seeing you resting? Are they seeing you take a Sabbath? Because Jesus Mm -hmm. sure took a Sabbath. Are they seeing Mm -hmm. that you have an active relationship with God? Are you able to talk about the time that you're spending one-on-one with Jesus, whether that's in prayer or if fasting or in scripture or whatever that looks like in your context, right? But is that real and vibrant for you in a way that's translating into how you are living it out with young people? Um, I think another like first step is to, again, to be ready to share some of your own failure stories. And with that, to think in terms of what's the appropriateness of what I'm sharing. And so as youth leaders, we need to be really aware that we are always the adult in the room, that our students, our young people, they are not our therapists. Um, We hope that you have a therapist, but it is not them. Uh, And so, you know, we want you to share share the failure stories, but leave out some of the details that could get you in trouble and to think through because that too is modeling growth and modeling character. And when you share appropriately with young people, Um, I think another one too, is to actually invite young people to reflect on who they are following. And so a lot of times a young person's first response is going to be, well, I follow so-and-so on TikTok or on Instagram, right? And it goes back to the influencer piece. And then to talk through, well, what is it about them that makes you want to follow them? What's attractive to you? Do you see Jesus in those people, whether they profess to be a Christian or not, right? Um, But to help them think deeply about the people who they are trying to be like, And whether or not they are actually people that they want to be like is another way that you Mm. can model growth. Uh, And you can model growth by telling them stories of how you're doing that in your own life too, right? Who are the people that you are following? Who are your mentors? How have people taught you how to be like Jesus? So those are a handful of things that come to mind. That's great. Yeah, that's great. I, I remember years ago, as I shared earlier, Um, you know, I was a pretty insecure leader and I I remember I had a youth leader in my youth ministry who the kids would flock to. And, um, you know, when they needed somebody to talk to, when stuff was hard, they would go to him and, you know, they would cry on his shoulder and all that kind of stuff. And I remember thinking to myself, like, what in the world, why don't they come to me? And, and for a moment I was kind of jealous. And then I realized, I was like, no, I, I need what this leader has. He has something that I don't. 
And there's a part of my character that needs to grow to get to that point. And honestly, a lot of it was learning how to be appropriately vulnerable and transparent about my own struggles. I came across as a leader who had it all together and was like this Christian who always did it right. And when I started to really open up and share and become a more authentic person, uh, I mean, it, it trans, I can't even begin to describe to you how much it transformed my own character and the ministry and the, the kids who I ministered to where now I'm always sharing my junk and, uh, in inappropriate ways. And it's, it's, Oh, it's so great because I have kids who feel comfortable talking to me about the stuff that they go through. And so, you know, Jen, this has been a really first, uh, good, uh, first conversation to kind of help us think about our own character growth. And so in our second episode, we're going to be talking uh, a little bit further, uh, about how we can continue to help cultivate, uh, faith beyond youth group. So Jen, thanks for joining us for this episode and friends, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.